the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to our continuation of Series 19. This one looking at the players of the 2023 Asian Cup due to be played in January 2024. This episode is looking at the players of Qatar. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and this is Series 19 on the 2023 Asian Cup played in 2024. This is a player series and this episode covers Qatar's players. So we are doing this players media cast in two parts. So part one is a look at the candidates for the squad and uh, their likelihood of making it. Uh, we think we went into too much detail in, in previous player media casts we've done. So we're aiming for a lighter, kind of more listener-friendly version this time. Uh, part two will come out when the squad lists are released and the final squad is selected. Uh, we think that'll be in late December. And we'll go back over our list at that time and see who made it and who didn't. And we'll also a couple of, uh, cover a couple of other things like injuries and surprise selections. So more on that uh, soon, what we cover in part two. Um, as far as uh, what we're doing now, we have made a separate video uh, on what we'll be covering over the next nine months. So YouTube watchers can see the link to that on the screen right here. And it can also be found in the show notes uh, for both watchers and listeners. In short, we're focusing on the Asian and African Cups, uh, both taking place in early 2024. And we have also started coverage of World Cup 2026 qualifying. So this uh, part one of the players uh, media cast has three parts. In section one, we're gonna uh, give some general information on the team and discuss that. Uh, section two is the main part where we look at the candidates uh, for each position. And section three, we will give some closing thoughts and preview part two in more detail. Okay, let's move on to uh, part one. So part one uh, is uh, some general information about the squad. And we'll begin with some comments on the squad. Uh, this is actually our fourth time doing Qatar. Uh, we've never done anything uh, as much. Uh, we covered them for the 2021 Gold Cup. Um, that is the tournament in North and Central America and the Caribbean. Uh, where they joined as guests, both in 2021 and in the recent 2023 edition, uh, where we covered them again. And in between those two, we covered them, of course, for the 2022 World Cup. So we can be sure that they sent their best team to the 2022 World Cup. Um, however, it is hard to uh, know exactly what their first team is. Uh, after that, things become a bit more murky uh, for two reasons, really. Firstly, manager Felix Sanchez was let go after the 2022 World Cup, and a far more defensive manager came in, Carlos Queiroz, who we'll talk a bit more uh, about when we get to the players. Um, after the World Cup, they had the Gulf Cup of Nations, and then some friendlies, and then the Gold Cup in 2023 in the summertime, and then uh, some friendlies after that. And basically for the Gulf Cup of Nations, we're not sure 
uh, if they sent their best team. Some of the players from the World Cup were there, but some of them weren't. And the same is true of the Gold Cup uh, in the summertime. And so we don't know, because it's a new manager, whether he's kind of um, changing the starting lineup, uh, uh, you know, favoring some players over others um, and not inviting them to tournaments or whether he's giving them a rest. Uh, some of those who weren't invited to the 2023 Gold Cup uh, came back and have played games since. So it's really kind of up in the air. And we're not very confident in actually in our decisions as to who's definite, likely, and possible to play uh, in this Asian Cup. But we can be sure that they will be sending uh, their best team to this cup. It's just that we're not really sure uh, who it is. So they definitely did use those tournaments to try out some new players. And then it was um, a kind of a mixed bag of uh, the players from the 2022 World Cup that we use. So uh, that makes it a bit difficult for us to make predictions for Qatar. The next thing we'll comment on, um, maybe we'll do these two things together, actually. Um, they're recent games, so I've already kind of alluded to those by mentioning the Gulf Cup, the Gold Cup, and uh, the friendly surrounding those. Um, so maybe I'll kind of go through it again while talking about formations. So uh, in the World Cup, uh, they went with uh, a 5-3-1, uh, sorry, a 5-3-2 formation in all of those games uh, against Ecuador, Senegal, and Netherlands. So uh, those are pretty strong teams, so you can kind of see why they went uh, with a very strong backline. That was under Felix Sanchez, so um, a very defensive formation for them. We know they weren't really happy uh, with the result of that, but um, I guess they were um, protecting against being scored upon. Uh, next, in the Gulf Cup, though, they were a bit more assertive, uh, going with a basically a 4-3-3 uh, formation in there, or sometimes a 4 2 uh, 3-1 formation. Uh, so just four at the back, two central defenders, and uh, a bit more attacking in their play. And then in the Gold Cup, it was kind of in between. They went with a 4-1-4-1 formation uh, in two of the games, and a 4-2-3-1 uh, uh, formation in two of the games. So we kind of think the strength of the teams in the Gold Cup is similar to the strength of the teams in the uh, Asian Cup. Uh, um, however, Carlos Queiroz is a more defensive manager, and uh, so we might expect, I wouldn't say five at the back, but probably, uh, probably four at the back unless they're playing kind of a weak team. Uh, the last thing we'll talk about here is their upcoming game. So we may get a hint of um, who the starters are in their November names because, sorry, in their November games, because uh, that is the start of the second round of qualifying for the World Cup in 2026. So uh, in the first round, that was just a preliminary round. Uh, uh, those games played in October. We did a, uh, a preview podcast for those uh small preliminary teams. Uh, but this is the start of the real round uh, where all the teams are involved. And they play India, no, sorry, they play Afghanistan, 
who uh, who beat Mongolia in that preliminary round on November 15th, and then they play India on November 20th. So fairly easy games, I must say. Um, so probably won't be too defensive in those games, but hopefully they will give an indication of... Uh, the uh, players uh, that they, the, the, the first team players uh, who we're not sure about. And I'm just going to uh, backtrack a bit because I realize I uh, haven't been putting in the little uh, graphic notes that, uh, uh, that I have. So we'll review a bit there. So comments on the squad. Uh, it's hard to know what the first team is. And uh, that's partly because they have a new manager. And uh, for recent games to review that, we had the Golf Cup of Nations and the CONCACAF Gold Cup and uh, also some friendlies in June, uh, September and October. October was actually a little tournament in Jordan uh, that they took part in, a four-team tournament. Uh, the key points here was that in the Gold Cup and in the um, Golf Cup in January, and the Gold Cup in the summer, they uh, brought some of their top players. So again, uh, confusing the issue as to who their first team is. We talked about their formations, generally uh, more defensive formations against tougher teams. And for the upcoming games, uh, we saw World Cup qualifiers uh, for 2026 will begin in November. And uh, they play uh, Afghanistan and India in their two games there. And we expect that they will be using their uh, best players uh, uh, for that tournament, which may give us some insight into who, who their uh, team will be at the Asian Cup. Okay, bit of review there. And let's move on now to part two, uh, Qatar's players, um, the candidates. So... Um, Generally, we'll be rating how likely they are. So we're going to put Carlos Queiroz, the manager, as a, a definite candidate here. Maybe I'll put it there unless he gets fired in the next few months, which um, I got to say I wouldn't mind because uh, uh, I really preferred Felix Sa Sanchez's philosophy, a bit more of an attacking philosophy, but more than that, a more positive philosophy. Uh, I've always found Carlos Queiroz a bit negative when he was a uh, manager of Iran and especially against Egypt in the African Cup 2021. I'm getting ahead of myself, though. Uh, well, I won't give all the details, but he's a very experienced manager, having coached uh, Portugal, um, United Arab Emirates, South Africa, uh, Portugal a second time, actually. Uh, Iran, Colombia, and Egypt, and Iran uh, again. So uh, really experienced now, of course, manager of Qatar. And uh, he's been involved in tournaments since the uh, uh, World Cup 2010, all sorts of tournaments with those teams. Uh, and I won't go into too much detail, uh, except to say, you know, um, uh, I found him to be a, a bit of a negative manager. First of all, very defensive, which, which can be okay, um, but more uh, kind of negative. So, for example, in the uh, um, 2023 Gold Cup, uh, Qatar, over the course of, well, the first three games in the group stage, 13 yellow cards and a red. I think he got cards too. And uh, just kind of an ill-tempered performance. And that really reflected what I saw in the African 2021 Cup uh, for 
um, when he was manager of Egypt, they were kind of more ill-tempered than usual. So I think he kind of brings that to the team. Uh, maybe I shouldn't be too critical. Uh, obviously, he's well-respected. But um, um, anyway, that is the manager of uh, Qatar. Let's go on to the goalkeepers. We will start uh, just by introducing the players and their likelihood. And then we'll build a bit of a narrative uh, about what's been going on over the last little while. So we'll start with Michelle Barsham, who we consider a definite candidate. And um, next we have Salah Zachariah, who we consider a likely candidate. Um, Saad Al-Sheib uh, is a possible candidate. And so is Yusuf Hassan or Yusuf Hassan Ali. And uh, just coming into the squad uh, is Farhad Yunus. Uh, we consider him pretty unlikely, actually. Uh, but because he just came in in October of 2023, uh, you know, when a player comes in kind of at the end like that, you never really know uh, if they're being considered um, seriously. And then we have one possible but unlikely candidate in uh, Shehab Elethi. So let's go back to a bit of a narrative on these guys. And uh, that starts with our possible candidate, Saad Al-Sheib, who was the starting keeper in the, uh, in the 2022 World Cup. So he's a veteran of the team. He's 33 years old and has 85 caps and played uh, first way back in 2011 in the Asian Cup there, where he was the backup keeper. And he was the starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, where they did so well, and also in the 2022 World Cup. However, uh, after the first game of the World Cup, he was replaced by Mashal Barsham. They only lost 2-0 to Ecuador there, but uh, perhaps coach uh, Felix Sanchez wasn't satisfied with the performance, so uh, brought in Michelle Barsham, who is 25 years old, and uh, his first tournament was just the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, so fairly new to the team, uh, but seems to have taken over the starting position now because he was also the starter in the 2023 Gold Cup, uh, which Saad Al-Sheib was not even selected for. That's why we have him uh, kind of moving down in terms of his likelihood. So Sa uh, Michelle Barsham definitely seems to be the starter. He started most games there. Um, so instead of Saad Al-Sheib, the backup keeper for the Gold Cup uh, in 2023 was Salah Zachariah. And he seems to have moved into the second position uh, for goalkeeper. Uh, that was actually his first tournament, Salah uh, Zachariah. He is 24 years old, but he only has four caps. And he was only on the preliminary squad for the 2022 uh, World Cup. Uh, kind of running through all of this as the third, uh, third string keeper is Yusuf Hassan. And uh, he's not only been the third string keeper for the 2023 Gold Cup, but for all tournaments since the 2019 Asian Cup. So he's 27 years old, uh, but he only has nine caps. So we're talking really about the, the third string keeper uh, for the Asian Cup here. And it seems to be between Yusuf Hassan and uh, Saad Al-Shi. But uh, as we saw, there are a couple of other candidates, uh, Fahad Yunus, 
uh, came in at the end of October. He was on the preliminary squad for the 2021 Gold Cup, um, but he was kind of off the team until he was called up recently. Uh, and he was on the bench in October 2023, so we have to consider him possible. And then uh, possible but less likely is Shehab uh, Elethi, who was the backup keeper in the Gulf Cup in January 2023. And I think he's been called up uh, for a couple of uh, friendlies uh, on the bench since then, but doesn't seem uh, a likely candidate here. All right, let's move on to uh, central defense then. And again, we'll introduce the names and then uh, build a bit of a narrative. So um, we have a definite candidate in Ahmed Suhai and also in Tarek Salman, uh, both of those definite. Uh, Jason Gaber, we think of as a likely candidate. And uh, Bulaim Kuki, uh, a possible candidate, uh, and also Yusuf Ayman, a uh, possible candidate. So let's go back uh, and talk about these players. So in the uh, 2022 World Cup, we saw Qatar using a three-man backline. And that backline was uh, Bulaim Kuki, who is now just a possible candidate, uh, in the center of the uh, of the defense, and actually it was uh, left backs and right backs uh, on the outside of the central defense there. So we'll get to them uh, shortly. But basically, what we see is uh, when they're playing a tough team, they'll kind of draw back. So the left and right backs become uh, central defenders, and left and right wingers often move back uh, to the left and right back position, which We'll talk about those players a bit later. Okay, so um, Kuki in the uh, Gold Cup. Sorry, Kuki in the um, uh, World Cup, but uh, he was not selected after the World Cup, uh, not part of the Gold Cup squad there, but he has come back uh, since. He started two, two of their four games since the Gold Cup. Uh, but he wasn't selected for the last two matches. So that's why we have uh, Bulam Kuki kind of as just a possible candidate here. Although he's very experienced, 110 caps and um, 23, uh, sorry, 33 years old. And he's been on the team for a long time as starter in the Asian Cup in 2019 to that great performance. So uh, given his experience, I wouldn't be surprised to see him brought back in, but he hasn't played much uh, since the World Cup. Rather, the uh, new manager, Carlos Quiros, has gone with uh, Tarek Salman consistently. Uh, he was also a starter in the Asian Cup, but in the, uh, in the World Cup, he was just a substitute there, Tarek Salman. Now he seems to be a starter again. Uh, and Ahmed Suhai, um, he was a starter in the Gold Cup, also actually not selected uh, for the World Cup, uh, but now seems to be playing quite a bit, uh, started three of their four games since the 2023 Gold Cup. So uh, coming kind of uh, into a starting position is Ahmed Suhai. Uh, Jason Gaber was actually... Um, the central defender during the 2020 
2023 uh, Golf Cup. And uh, in the 2023 Gold Cup, he was a starter, but uh, lost his position after game one um, with uh, Ahmed Suhai coming into the position. Uh, okay, and finally, we have uh, Yusuf Ayman as a possible candidate. Uh, he was a substitute in the 2023 Gold Cup. That was his first tournament, actually. Um, and he has started none of their games since that Gold Cup, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for uh, three others. So Yusuf Ayman, uh, if selected, would probably be a bench player. So in summary, we are seeing... Uh, Tarek Salman and Ahmed Suhai as the starters here. Uh, Jassim Gaber sometimes moves up into a defensive midfield position, uh, but is a likely candidate. And uh, given the lack of players, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Bulan Kuki uh, was called back in, but maybe in a substitute role and Yusuf Ayman um, almost certainly, because they usually bring five or six central defenders to the Cup, so I wouldn't be surprised seeing all of these guys selected for the Asian Cup uh, next January. Okay, we move on to uh, left-back, and again, the candidates are a definite candidate in Homam Ahmed, and a possible candidate in Sultan Al-Brake, and a, uh, I'm going to say possible but unlikely candidate in uh, Abdel Karim Hassan. So going to the narrative on this, it was actually Abdel Karim Hassan, or sometimes uh, called uh, Fadlala, Abdel Karim Fadlala, uh, was a veteran. It's a real veteran. Um, he has 133 caps for the national team since 2010 and has been a starter uh, you know, in most of the tournaments uh, since uh, 2015 uh, and and was a starter in the World Cup too. But uh, he hasn't shown up even on the bench for the team uh, since the 2022 World Cup. So we're not sure what's happening with him. He's actually just 30 years old, so uh, isn't kind of retired uh, really at retirement age. So it just seems like he's not being favoured by the coach. Uh, the player who is being consistently uh, selected is Homam Ahmed, and that's why we have him as a definite candidate. So he was a starter in the um, uh, he's a, he was a starter in the 2022 World Cup, uh, and um, it was. Uh, Abdel Karim Hassan had actually moved back into the central defense, so he was on the outside in the 2022 World Cup and was a starter in the 2023 Gold Cup too. So he's been a consistent starter, Homam Ahmed, and we think he will be uh, not only selected, but the starter in the upcoming Asian Cup. Sultan Al-Brake is a kind of an interesting uh, story. He's been around... Uh, since the 2019 Asian Cup in that he was selected for the preliminary squad um, but hasn't been selected for any squad uh, up until now. Um, he's always been on the preliminary squads. Um, no, wait, he wasn't on the preliminary squad for the 2022 World Cup. Anyway, he has been around and uh, last played actually for the national team in 2018. 
uh, on the field and last appeared in November 2021, but uh, and now has returned after an almost two-year absence in October uh, to start. So there are our candidates, and again, uh, they usually bring two, uh, two to the tournament, and we have a lack of uh, options here. So Homam Ahmed definitely. Uh, I'm going to say it's one of those two, Sultan Al Brake and Abdel Karim Hassan, kind of coming back into the team uh, for the Asian Cup in January. On the right side, uh, the candidates are Bassam Al Rawi, sometimes plays as a central defender. Uh, uh, we have him as a likely candidate, and we have Mosab Kadir also as a likely candidate. And uh, Pedro Miguel, uh, sometimes called Roro, as a possible candidate. And we also have um, Ismail Mohammed, who is actually a, more of a right winger, more of an offensive player, uh, but has sometimes come back into that left-back role as a possible but unlikely candidate. So let's go through the narrative here. It was actually the possible candidate, Pedro Miguel, Roro, who was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, where they did so well, all the way up until the 2022 uh, World Cup, uh, was a real fixture there. However, uh, kind of like we saw with Abdel Karim Hassan, he wasn't called up after the um, he wasn't called up after the World Cup, so we're not really sure. Uh, what his status is. Uh, he has actually been called up since. So in the September-October games, he made an appearance. So he's not uh, off the team, but he doesn't seem to be the starter uh, anymore. Uh, so let's look at the ones who have been starting. Basam Al-Rawi um, has often actually been a central defender, but recently has been playing more as the uh, right back. And he was a starter um, in the uh, 2022 World Cup, but lost his starting position. Uh, he actually uh, wasn't on the bench, so not really sure what happened with him. He might have gotten injured. Uh, but anyway, he was uh, called up for the 2023 Gold Cup and was a starter in that as a right back uh, there. So he seems um, uh, a likely candidate. And amongst all the candidates here seems the most likely starter. But we also have Mosab Kadir uh, as a a likely candidate, and he uh, was basically a substitute in the um, 2022 World Cup and even before that. Uh, in the 2023 Gold Cup, he was subbed into Game 2 and then gained a starting position for Games 3 and 4. But in one case, he was a right back, and the other case, he was a right winger. So um, kind of does move up the field. And uh, we would consider him more of a substitute because he hasn't started any of their games since the Gold Cup, uh, but he was uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for a couple of others. So um, I'm tempted now to move him down to uh, a possible candidate, but we'll leave him where he is. And then again, Pedro Miguel, uh, the starter in the 2022 World Cup, but kind of off the team since. Uh, the other candidate is Ismail Mohamed. And he um, 
we saw in the in the World Cup, uh, Pedro Miguel moved back into a central defensive position. So Ismail uh, Mohamed um, was the right back in that five man uh, defense. Uh, he was also the right back in the. 2023 Golf Cup in January. However, uh, that was the last time um, he appeared. Uh, so uh, he seems to be off the team uh, for the time being. So again, we think in terms of them bringing two right backs. For the moment, it seems like Al Rawi is the starter and uh, Mosab Kadir is uh, consistently uh, uh, called up. Uh, so I would put him a little bit above Pedro Miguel, who I like a lot, so I hope he comes back into the team. Uh, but given his um, appearances since the 2022 World Cup, uh, we'd kind of put him third in line here. Um, and Ismail Mohamed, kind of an unlikely selection. Let's move on to the midfield. And for the midfield, it's a bit harder to build a narrative or... I really should say that uh, the narrative just becomes very complex. So for this section, we're just kind of going to go through the candidates. Uh, Qatar doesn't often use uh, two lines of midfield. Uh, so generally, it's something like a 4-3-3 or a 5-3-2. Um, when they do use two lines, it's usually something like a 4-1-4-1. So they'll have a stopper. Uh, in the midfield, but usually it's just one line of midfield. So we're just going to go through the candidates, and I think there's not a lot of difference here between defensive midfielders and central midfielders, so we'll deal with them as one. Uh, for, for players uh, who are coded as defensive midfielders, we have a, a possible candidate in uh, Kareem Boudaiev, and uh, also a possible candidate in Abdullah Marafi. Um, and we have um, a possible but unlikely candidate in Salam Al-Hajri, or Al-Hajri. Yeah, Al uh, and finally, a player who seems to be off the team in Ahmed Fadel. Uh, and I'll just introduce these central midfielders too, because uh, these are more likely candidates. So we have a definite candidate in Ahmed Fathi and uh, a definite candidate in Mostafa Tarek, uh, a likely candidate in Mohamed Wad, and then uh, a possible candidate in Ali Asadali, and finally a possible but unlikely candidate um, in Asim Madibo. But actually, uh, I, I think he may be more possible than that, kind of uh, a little less than possible, but a little higher than where we have him as possible but unlikely. Let's go over some of these players. So Karim Boudaiev was actually the starting uh, central midfielder uh, in the uh, 2022 World Cup, and he's a veteran of the team with 121 caps, uh, his first uh, cup being the 2015 Asian Cup, and basically being a starter uh, in all the tournaments since then, including the 2022 World Cup. However, he wasn't called up for the uh, uh, 2023 Gold Cup, and so we're not sure really where he stands up 
uh, where he stands with the team. He was on the preliminary squad there, but surprisingly wasn't called up. However, he uh, has returned since then, uh, and in September 23, uh, uh, or September and October, started two of their games and subbed in for one and wasn't selected for the last match. So we're not really sure where he is. That's where we have him as a... Uh, that's why we have him as a possible candidate there. Abdullah Marafi, also a possible candidate. He was not selected for the uh, World Cup and the Gold Cup in 2023 was his first tournament. He started uh, game three there, so he was just a substitute uh, except for one game where he started. And um, uh, he has uh, appeared since uh, October uh, 2023, so uh, kind of in the mix there, Abdullah Marafi. Uh, possible but unlikely is Salam Al-Hajri, so he uh, was uh, on the roster for the 2022 Gold Cup, but just as a substitute, he didn't see any action there, and then he wasn't selected for the Gold Cup, so uh, he was a part of the Gulf Cup, though, in 2023 so it's kind of still in and about but uh, really seems to be uh, secondary uh, to the manager's plans uh, here and finally Ahmed Fadel uh, was on the preliminary squad for the 2022 World Cup and the 2023 Gold Cup and played in the 2023 Gulf Nations Cup so it's kind of in and about, but uh, he hasn't been selected since the Gulf Cup last January. So we think he's uh, uh, kind of off the squad in terms of um, uh, major tournaments. Okay, uh, on to central midfielders who the manager has been favoring, favoring and we have Ahmed Fathi as a definite candidate. And uh, he actually wasn't selected for the uh, World Cup in 2022, uh, but he had been part of the Asian Cup squad in 2019, uh, just as a substitute there. But he was called up for the Gold Cup and he was a starter uh, in that tournament for the group stage he was suspended for the game four as so many of them were uh, and since then he has started all four of their games uh, after the the gold cup so uh, he seems to be more uh, or he seems to be a more important player under the new manager here and we have him uh, as a definite candidate Ahmed Fathi and uh, just as a note, when they do go with a 4-1-4-1, uh, he has played in the stopper role. So a bit of a, a defensive-minded uh, midfielder. Uh, also as a definite candidate, Mustafa Tarek. And um, he was on the bench for the 2022 World Cup, uh, but was a starter in the 2023 Gold Cup. Uh, again, so we think the manager is favoring him. Uh, he started three of their four games since the 2023 Gold Cup. So it uh, seems to be firmly embedded, at least recently. That is Mustafa Tarek, uh, sometimes called uh, Mashal, Mustafa Tarek Mashal. And uh, our likely candidate is Mohamed Wad. So Mohamed Wad has always uh, been more of a substitute uh, than a starter. Uh, but he was part of the uh, Gold Cup in 2021. That was his first tournament and was also a sub in the 2022 uh, World Cup. Uh, he was a sub in the 2023 Gold Cup too, but he gained a starting position after game one. 
and um, so now seems to be uh, a consideration, a strong consideration. Uh, since the Gold Cup, he started one of their four games and was subbed in for two and on the bench for the other. So he's being called up consistently. That's Mohamed Wad. Uh, who uh, we would still consider more of a substitute than a starter, but uh, seems a likely uh, a likely candidate for for being on the squad. And then uh, our possible candidate is Ali Asadala, or uh, also known as Ali Asadala Kambar. And uh, his first tournament actually was way back in the 2015 Asian Cup, but then he was kind of uh, off the squad. Uh, not selected again until the 2022 World Cup, where he was a substitute. Uh, but he was also called up for the 2023 Gold Cup, uh, where he was also a substitute, even though he did start uh, two of the four games there. He started games two and four. Um, and since then, he has been called up for three of the four games, but only on the bench. So we consider him a, a possible candidate that's Ali Asadala. And finally, we have Asim Madibo. So he's been more consistently on the squad than some of these other players. It's just his recent uh, appearances that uh, have us uh, putting him as a possible but unlikely candidate. So Asim Madibo was a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup, uh, but since then has only been... Um, uh, at least uh, at the beginning of the tournament, has only been a sub. Uh, in the 2022 World Cup, he was on the bench for game one, but did gain a starting position. But then in the 2023 Gold Cup, he was back to being a substitute. Uh, however, the reason we have him as possible but unlikely is uh, he hasn't been selected for any of the four games since the Gold Cup. So perhaps it's a bit harsh. Uh, to, to consider him unlikely. Uh, that's why I say he's kind of between possible and unlikely. But perhaps the November games will shed some light on, uh, uh, will shed some light on his uh, current status with the squad. Uh, being the veteran he is with 54 caps, I wouldn't be surprised if he was called uh, back in. Okay, moving over to the left uh, midfield. It's a little hard to tell with Qatar uh, whether the midfielders are kind of central, more defensive-minded or more attacking-minded. Uh, that's partly because they use that three-tier system or three-line system. So uh, the, the attacking and defensive midfielders are not kind of clearly separated. Uh, also, players shift around uh, their positions too. So we're going to go by just their designated uh, positions here, which I sometimes change uh, from the sources, from the websites I use, if I see that in the tournaments they're playing in uh, positions other than what's been listed for them. Anyway, we'll begin with a, a, a likely candidate here in Abdulaziz Hatem. Uh, Abdulaziz Hatem is a veteran with 110 caps and he's 33 years old and he's been on the team uh, since 2009 but his first tournament was the 2015 Asian Cup and he's basically been a starter uh, ever since then. Um, in the World Cup he started uh, two of the three games and was a sub for the other one and um, he wasn't called up for the 2023 uh, Gold Cup. So one of those players who 
we weren't sure what their status with the team was. However, after the Gold Cup, he, he started three of the four remaining games and was on the bench for the other. So we think he's definitely uh, in the manager's plans. Um, that's all we have for uh, de uh, players designated as left midfielders. And on the right midfield, we have uh, the biggest veteran on the team, Hassan Al-Haidos, but just as a possible candidate. So he's the captain of the team. He has an incredible 172 caps and um, has been playing with the team uh, ever since 2008 with the Asian Cup 2011 as his first tournament. So uh, basically he's been a captain and a starter, but he is uh, kind of getting older. Uh, so um, in the 2022 World Cup, he did start all three games, even though he subbed out of most of them at around 70 minutes. And then uh, another player who wasn't called up for the 2023 Gold Cup, so we weren't sure what his status is with the team. Well, he did return uh, after the Gold Cup and started two of their four games and was subbed in for two others. So uh, he seems uh, to be back in the team, but we have him as uh, just portable um, as just possible here, really, because of his uh, his age. He's uh, oh, hang on, he's only thirty two years old. So uh, I'm kind of feeling like he's a bit old because he was looking a bit older on the field, um, which is why I thought they didn't call him up for the Gold Cup. But uh, still has a few years left in him, and um, I'm still not ready to move him up to a likely uh, a likely candidate because. He wasn't called up for the 2023 Gold Cup. But uh, uh, over the course of describing him to you here and being the captain and all, uh, I probably should put him in the likely category. But we'll leave him where he is. Um, also on the left side, we look at the wingers. So these are probably more attacking uh, midfielders, but they may play in the central midfield uh, role too. So we have a likely candidate, Hazem Ahmed Shahata. Uh, Hazem Ahmed Shahata is quite new to the team since 2023, uh, but he was selected for the Gold Cup and was a starter in that tournament. So uh, more attacking there. Uh, he played as a left co-forward in uh, one of the games and then as a left winger in two of the games. Uh, since the Gold Cup, he started one of their four games and was subbed in for two, uh, but then wasn't selected for one. But um, he does seem to be uh, favoured by the manager, so we have him as a likely candidate. Uh, kind of moving down in their likelihood is Khaled Munir, uh, who we have as a possible but unlikely candidate. So uh, he was with uh, Qatar since 2021 and was selected for the uh, World Cup, uh, but didn't see any action just on the roster there. In the Gold Cup 2023, uh, he was also selected, um, but was just a substitute and only saw a few minutes in game four. Uh, but he hasn't been selected for any of the games since then. So we have him as a possible but unlikely uh, candidate. But he's an example of many players that we maybe need the November games to really decide on what the st uh, uh, his status is with the team. 
Uh, okay, and then players designated as right-wingers, we have uh, Al-Abdullah Tamim as a possible candidate, and uh, Naif Al-Hadrami as a possible but unlikely candidate, and Amro Surak uh, as a player who we don't consider uh, a candidate. Uh, we say uh, seems to be off the squad. So let's go back to Al-Abdullah Tamim, and uh, he is also new to the team. Uh, uh, first selected for the Gold Cup in 2023, uh, where he was a substitute, but he did gain a starting position uh, in that tournament from Game 2 uh, onwards, uh, one of the many players suspended on yellow cards for the for the Game 4 against Panama. Uh, since then, he hasn't started any of the games, uh, but he... Um, has been with the under-23 team. So there are a couple of players uh, like that uh, whose status also is a bit up in the air. Uh, so um, not really sure where we stand. Again, November may shed some light on this. Naif Al-Hadrami uh, was on the roster for the 2022 Gold Cup, just a substitute, and didn't see any action, uh, but not selected for the uh, Gold Cup in 2023. Uh, he was with the Gulf Cup of Nations in January of 2023. Uh, but we consider those players, uh, if they've only played in the Gulf Cup of Nations, uh, we consider them unlikely candidates for the Asian Cup. But again, that may uh, change and maybe November will give us some hint. Uh, and Amru Surag is, is just that case. He was uh, um, selected for the preliminary squad for the 2023 Gold Cup and did play in the Gulf Cup of Nations in January 2023, uh, but really hasn't um, uh, hasn't uh, been actually called up uh, as a substitute or a player uh, since that Gulf Cup. Okay, let's move on to uh, attacking midfielders, and one of my favorites, uh, Akram Afif. Uh, we consider him, though, just a likely candidate and uh, he was a real star in the 2019 uh, Asian Cup, uh, which was his first tournament, even though he first started in 2015 with the national team. A real star in 2019, uh, a bit of a disappointment in the World Cup where he was uh, fairly invisible, just a few good moments in there. Uh, but he was a starter in that tournament. However, he wasn't called up for the 2023 Gold Cup, uh, surprisingly. And uh, he's very young. He's only uh, 27 years old, I think. Just let me check here. Uh, 28 years old. So not very young, but certainly young enough uh, to not be off the team. And he did return, actually, after the Gold Cup in September and October 2023 to start all four of their remaining games. So seems to be back in the team now, and we have him as a likely candidate. Uh, we have two possible candidates in Abdullah Al-Arak and in Mahdi Salam. And um, basically, Abdullah Al-Arak is a substitute, but he wasn't called up for the uh, World Cup in 2022 or the Gold Cup in 2023, uh, but he did come back for the September games and uh, he was subbed in for one and on the bench for two. 
so we consider Abdullah Al-Iraq a possible candidate. I've got to admit there may be a bit of a lack of consistency in uh, what we consider possible or likely or definite. I kind of um, designated at the time when I update uh, their uh, record and um, sometimes when I'm actually doing the podcast, I kind of feel like uh, we maybe got it wrong. But usually we're within one. So uh, let's talk about Maddie Salem. And he's new to the team since 2023 and was selected for the Gold Cup, but was just a substitute, uh, even a substitute in Game 4, where they only had a few players to choose from because there were so many uh, suspensions um, uh, and since then, he hasn't started any of the uh, of the games. In fact, he was with the under twenty three team for two games, and then not selected for the other two games. So uh, definitely up in the air. And uh, yeah, there's another player who, uh, after describing him to you, I think is probably more possible but unlikely. Now, before I move on, I just want to go back and kind of review because you may be uh, noticing kind of a lack of candidates. Uh, all the way from uh, left midfielders up until uh, the attacking midfielders that we're dealing with now. And uh, part of the reason for that is that um, some of the players who started in the, uh, and especially at the attacking end, uh, some of the players who started in the uh, World Cup but then were not selected for the Gold Cup uh, in 2023. So we're not really sure uh, which ones are going to be selected for the Asian Cup. Again, November may shed some light on that. Uh, so it might be that uh, uh, these players, uh, going back to the left midfielders and Abdulaziz Hatem, for example, we could move him up to definite because we only have uh, one candidate over here. And we could kind of do that all the way down. I'm feeling that because there's just one right midfielder, for example, Hassan Al-Haidos is, uh, is, uh, makes him more of a likely candidate because of the lack of other candidates. And uh, we could do that all the way. However, uh, when we get to the uh, forwards or the players coded as forwards, uh, we'll see that some of them have been playing um, more in, a, in an attacking midfield role. So... Uh, uh, part of the reason then is that the positions um, move around a bit. So uh, even though they may be designated as a forward, they might play as a um, attacking midfielder, for example. Okay, and um, we don't have any players uh, actually coded as uh, secondary strikers. So uh, we do move on to talk about forwards. And we have, um, again, a likely candidate, but we could... Uh, really say that he's a definite candidate in Almoez Ali. Now, we're not sure if he'll actually be starting as he did in the 2019 Asian Cup and the 2022 World Cup because he was just a bench player for the 2023 Gold Cup. Uh, but at least he was selected and um, he has since started uh, two of their games in a uh, in September and November and uh, subbed in for two others. Uh, so I would say definite in terms of being selected for the squad, um, but uh, only likely as a starter uh, because he didn't start in the Gold Cup. Uh, our next candidate at the likely level is uh, Yusuf Abdurazak. 
and uh, he uh, was a starter in the 2023 Gold Cup. He actually wasn't selected for the World Cup in 2022, uh, just on the preliminary squad there. And um, he has 25 caps, uh, but just two goals. Uh, so um, obviously he's kind of not playing up front as a starter, uh, maybe in a more supporting role. He's uh, 24 years old and, um, as I said, 25 caps. So Yusuf Abdurasak, nevertheless, uh, he um, uh, is consistently called up and he started all four of their games since the 2023 Gold Cup. So Yusuf Abdurasak, we think of as a likely candidate. And then we have two possible candidates, uh, Ahmed Ala Eldin. Uh, and uh, Mohamed Muntari. So uh, let's take a quick look at those two players. Uh, Ahmed Ala Eldin uh, was, uh, has been basically a sub uh, from all tournaments since the 2019 Asian Cup, uh, was a sub in the 2022 World Cup uh, as well, but not selected for the 2023 Gold Cup. However, he came back after the Gold Cup and started three of their four remaining games. So we see actually that all, uh, three of these forwards uh, so far have been used regularly since the Gold Cup. So obviously not all playing as forwards there. So Ahmed Ala Eldin, um, we have as a possible candidate. And finally, the uh, ultimate substitute uh, who uh, quite regularly comes in um, 70 minutes into a game is Mohamed Muntari. So his first tournament was uh, the 2021 Gold Cup, uh, even though he had been, no, his first tournament was the 2015 Asian Cup, sorry. Um, uh, but then he wasn't selected for uh, a few tournaments after that. Um, until the 2021 Gold Cup. Uh, in the 2022 World Cup, he was a substitute. And then uh, in the Gold Cup in 2023, he started game one, finally getting a starting position. Uh, but then for game two, he went back to uh, being a substitute and actually only appeared in, in game two there. Um, yes, and he has not been selected for any of their four games since the 2023 Gold Cup. So we have him as a possible candidate, but that uh, uh, that doesn't look good uh, for him. Uh, but he's been so consistently uh, on the team since 2021 that we kept him as a possible candidate. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of part one. And uh, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what we're going to do in part two when the rosters come out. So we're going to wait until uh, not only the preliminary rosters are published, but the final decisions made. And then we'll kind of go back over the, uh, the, the list of candidates that we built today. And we will look at any uh, uh, notable non-selections, any surprise inclusion. So that would be players who... Uh, uh, maybe are coming back from uh, from having not played for a long time. Any new candidates, uh, so both of those uh, surprise inclusions and new candidates or new players would be players who are not on our list here. And then we'll also take a look at injuries 
uh, and how that has been going. Right now is uh, October when we're doing this, so it's a bit too far out to really uh, look at the injuries. We'll do that uh, in a podcast closer to the tournament. So we will see you again in part two. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We'd like to thank the Burr Abacham and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap.